welcome back to another episode of Horror Cats and Witch Hats. It's Katie and Izzy, and we're here with a brand new movie for you, because it literally just dropped, like, last week, this week, whatever. Uh, so we've done many an episode building up to this movie. And that is for sure. If you're not sick of Halloween yet, uh, you are stronger than I. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey. I'm actually not sick of it. I've watched it. I've watched Halloween Kills like three times now. <laughs> I will get there. But yes, Halloween Kills debuted. That's what we're at. October 15, 2021. Came out in theaters and Peacock with a paid subscription. Yeah, their premium thing. Which we now have. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> For uh, like two more days and then we'll cancel it. <laughs> yep. Uh, basically they do have a lot of good halloween movies on there they have like all the classics uh they've got chucky's jason yeah they have like collections of them freddy so Uh maybe we should keep it (laughs) there's a lot of good ones on there i mean i'm not gonna say no like i've i've gone through like every streaming service just trying to watch all the horror movies that i can when i get the time um, and like Hulu does the Halloween thing and so all their like halloween movies and episodes are all put together yeah who knows (laughs) there's a lot of stuff on there that's worth it there's a lot of stuff that's not even close to worth it there's too much just in the world in general but in its first opening weekend it made 50.4 million in the box office which is pretty in the opening weekend alone that's that's impressive but also these have been like really looked forward to since um, they were announced. So that doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, that's still a lot of money that I wish I could have. <laughs> and yeah, that 50.4 uh, does not include Peacock streaming. That's literally just when people go into the theater. So yeah. And just to recap really fast, this is the 12th movie in the Halloween franchise. But it is a continuation of the 2018 Halloween timeline, uh, which makes it number three, kind of, in that timeline. Because <laughs> it continues the 1978 John Carpenter's Halloween classic. Uh, this movie picks up 40 years after the 1978 events, which was the Carpenter classic. And it is still in 2018. Halloween Kills uh, so it's pre-pandemic and uh, Blumhouse is still holding the franchise which is so exciting I was going to say which is exciting because Blumhouse creates wonderful movies to be sorry (laughs) Blumhouse creates wonderful movies and I I love seeing Blumhouse on like a picture because then all of a sudden I'm like oh now I'm really invested in this movie, whatever it is. Yeah. When I see the Blumhouse, I don't know, tag, I guess, logo, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. Yeah. I increase Promo, my expectations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah. The next movie following this has already been... Uh, Announced. That's the word. Thank you. I got you. <laughs> so... That's kind of a, already a spoiler to the end of this movie because you're like, oh, well, obviously, no matter what happens, he's not dead. There's still going to be, yeah. But supposedly the next one is going to be the end of the franchise. Completely done. Said 
goodbye. Um, Until and, three oh. years later when somebody else I know. picks it up. And that's what I'm worried about. That's kind of what I'm worried about. But I'm really hoping that, like, maybe they'll actually just let this one end and just be done. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. And, like, they've already done – it's already been explored in so many different terrible – terrible ways exactly there's not a whole lot of new ways you could take it uh unless you do like yeah. the anthology thing um yeah but or a road trip <laughs> i guess <laughs> or space <laughs> i don't know Myers yeah, in the hood who knows oh god <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden it's like jason x and myers and him are fighting in space or something and oh it's a terrible idea just like there i don't know <laughs> They land on some random planet that's just full of tunnels and the leprechaun's just, like, snickering around, hiding and laughing. Who knows? We should make a movie. We'd be great. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, we'll do a comic book series that will get made into a movie. Boom. There we go. Uh, this movie is still directed by David Gordon Green, who did the first one. This might be mm-hmm. one of the first times that the same director did all of them. Uh, he he stuck around. It's not all of a sudden the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. Exactly. Situation. That's basically what this movie <laughs> has turned into. I've known a couple of jobs like that, but man. Yeah. In, in addition to all the characters created by the other writers of this franchise, they added Scott Teams to the list for Halloween Kills as the writer. I don't know if we mentioned that. And he is currently working on The Exorcist and the Firestarter reboots. I can't remember if Blumhouse is also in charge of those. You know, I wouldn't know, to be honest. But I know we've talked about those recently, so somebody else is also working on those. I just don't know who or what. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know about The Exorcist. The Firestarter one might be interesting. Just because it's updated, Uh, the original one has, like, baby, uh, what's her name? Drew Barrymore in it. So it's old. It's, like, E.T. old. Yeah. So that could be an interesting one to just, because of the effects. Hmm. Guess we'll see when they start coming out. They might both be in post-production. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on those. Maybe we could start up like a TV show thing. If we did it, if we did, what if we did like a TV show sometime and did like Bates Motel? That show was so good. Just saying. I'm Anyways, down to do a TV show. I love binging TV shows. It's terribly fun. Ooh, House on the ha- the Haunting of Hill House. That's what we should do. That one at Anyways. least has an ending to it, so that's nice. Yeah. Um. So, to the cast of the Halloween, uh, kills. Of course, it starts off with none other than Laurie Strode, who's played by, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, the most wonderful, iconic woman for Halloween that there could be. <laughs> I love her. Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. Uh, then we have Karen, who is jo- uh, Laurie's daughter, played by Judy Greer. Um, I still love her. I think she's a great actress, but she's always like the mom or like the sidekick. Um, yeah. Allison. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, just agreeing. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, Laurie Strode's do- uh, granddaughter and Karen's daughter is um, Andy. Is it Matichak? Matichak? Matichak. We're going to say Matichak. That's how you uh, sound it out. So looks that's like what I'm going with. Name of a Pokemon. Uh, like kind of. Machoke or Machoke yeah, or whatever his name is. 
Sorry, uh, and Jet's tail just hit the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, and then Nick Castle makes a return along with James Judy Courtney, who play The Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers. And I love talking about that because people don't know about that. And so I'm like, oh, here, let me give you some knowledge. <laughs> Go yeah. listen to my podcast. In this uh, this timeline, uh, they went back to just referring to him like as The Shape in credits. Which is great. Like that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. They have also added another player to our shape. Is uh, that 14 now? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. There's so many. His name, I think it's Aaron Armstrong. Uh, he so. plays the flashback version of Michael Myers. He's another stuntman who's been in a lot of stuff, actually. Uh, the new Loki TV series, he did Jessica Jones. A lot of other Marvel TV series shows. He was a John Wick 3, Blacklist, Blindspot, a whole bunch of TV shows that are like pretty well-known huh. and recent. We also have uh, Will Patton reprising his role as Deputy Frank Hawkins, um, you know, despite his possible death in 2018. Spoiler alert, he's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get Thomas Mann as the young 1978 Hawkins. Um, he's been in Our House, Amityville, The Awakening, a lot of other things kind of like that. Um, I don't know if... I feel like a lot of people don't know what Amityville The Awakening is, but it's just one of those many, 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 too many movies made about the, the Amityville Horror House. Um, and then Omar J. Dorsey, also from the 2018 Halloween, has the same role as Sheriff, Sheriff Barker. So they, uh, they at least have some of the same cops. You know, not all of them got killed in the um, police station every single time and there's a cat in front of me i can't see you angel way fishes he's so cute though he's so fluffy uh there is a list of a bunch of other people who are like pretty prevalent there's not a whole lot of like tiny roles in this movie yeah so i'm gonna blow through them real fast and only talk about some of them so Cameron Elam, he was also in 2018, is the boyfriend of Allison, is played by Dylan Arnold. He is in the TV series You, which updated its third season, I believe. Yes, I need to watch it. <laughs> Lonnie Elam, his father, kind of gets added to this cast, <laughs> is played by He's... Robert Longstreet. Go ahead. Uh, Lonnie Elam is actually mentioned in the very first original Halloween. Fun fact. You hear him when he's supposed to go up. His name is called when he's supposed to go up and knock on the Myers door. And, uh. He's also the kid who bullies, uh, Lori's brother. Uh, her, uh, the. Tommy, yeah. Yeah. The the kid she babysits. He's bullies Tommy, which is why. Michael even targets him at all. And then we talked about it. There's like a comic book series, I think, or something where he gets, I think he gets murdered by Sheriff Brackett and shoved in a trunk at one Lovely. point. Lovely. I think that's, I think that's Lonnie who does that. It's not in this timeline, of course. <laughs> right. Um, they kind of blow over the fact that he was a bully uh, to Tommy at all. But yeah, Robert Longstreet is 
Mr. Dudley in Haunting of Hill House. So funny you mentioned that. It's a good show. He is also in the newest Netflix. I think it's a limited series called Midnight Mass. Yeah, I need to watch that. I've been told it's really good. I have also heard it's good. Uh, And then he was in Aquaman, I guess. But we don't really care about that. There was also the reprisal of Tommy Doyle, who is not played by Paul Rudd. Womp womp. But uh, it is played by Anthony Michael Hall, who has spots in the TV series Psych, which I only mentioned because I love that show. Uh, He's also in a bunch of Marvel TV series. And he, he's in The Breakfast Club. That was, like, one of his bigger roles. Um, uh, all right. Uh, Lee Brackett is played by Charles Cyphers. And he was in the original 1978 version. He was the sheriff and his daughter, uh, Linda, right? Yeah. Linda gets yeah. killed. No, Annie. You're right, Annie Brackett. I mean, Linda, I mean, Linda does get killed, too, but it's Annie that is his daughter. Yeah, Annie Brackett, uh, that's his daughter. He obviously did not continue as a sheriff after that, apparently. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big John. <laughs> These two cracked me up. <laughs> they were the best part of this entire fucking movie, I think. They, they were, were so great. Such a random but incredible addition. Uh, he's it was perfect. By Scott MacArthur, who is in a lot of other stuff. Um, but the only thing that I recognized is the babysitter Killer Queen, which is the second of that Netflix TV movie thing. I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen either of them. I watched The Babysitter. It's actually really good. Uh, the first one. <laughs> the next one is the best one. <laughs> Little John, Michael McDonald. He's a comedian. He has a lot of parts and stuff. Uh, Let me do it. That's all I could think about the minute I saw him was his role as fucking Stewart in Mad TV. I don't watch that, but oh, it was I recognize him ever. from a lot of other stuff. Um, Michael McDonald's amazing. He's so funny. Uh, let's see who else. Lindsay is played by the same actress as Baby Lindsay in 1978, Kylie Richards. And she, oh, we talked about this last time. Uh, She is in a movie called The Real Housewives of the North Pole. And I remember talking about, like, what the heck is that about? Because I'm intrigued. And I found out what it's about. Oh. (laughs) It's a Peacock original. Now I have to keep our subscription. Oh, okay. Um, and it's about a bunch of housewives that have won the best holiday house decorating competition every year for the past nine years. Jesus. But days before Christmas, a friendship ending argument sparks a townwide feud and draws the attention of a national magazine. And the writer is hoping to make a name for herself with her. Uh, ex- I'm sorry, this is really tiny text. With her. Uh, expose titled The Real Housewives of the North Pole. So, sounds like the typical, like, Hallmark Christmas TV show. They need to do a Halloween one and and do The Real Housewives of a Halloween Town. (laughs) Like The Real Housewives of Fear Street. There you go. There you go. Marion is the nurse from the original 1978 opening who gets, like, attacked in the car. Apparently she survives. I think we actually listed her in the graveyard. I don't know. 
We might have. Because they don't um, talk about her after that. Yeah. But she is played by Nancy Stevens, who was the same one from the original. So that's pretty cool. They brought her back. I kind of wonder if they just emailed a bunch of them and were like, hey, we'll bring your part back if you want to be in this new movie. <laughs> Come join us. Uh, Sandra is played by Diva Tyler. She is credited as the caretaker in the 2018 Halloween. And then in this one, she has her own pristine role. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And those are basically the important people. Yeah, pretty much. So... You've said you've watched it three times. I'm assuming you yep. liked it. I enjoyed it. There are pieces here and there that I don't quite um, enjoy or I have slightly a pet peeve with. But for the most part, I actually really did enjoy the movie. I thought it was fun. And uh, I thought they did well with it for the most part. It. I forgot to mention it already has one nomination for something. Oh, well, that's cool. But, yeah, I... I like it more than all of the other sequels, but I honestly didn't like it as a whole. I think they tried too hard, and there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> so, I mean, that's fair. Uh, that's my take on it. I'm interested to see what they do with the third one, for sure. I agree. That's going to be a... Well, hopefully that's going to be the actual ending, and I'm curious to see how it's going to be. Yeah, because I, I really <laughs> liked the 2018 one. This one, I wasn't thrilled with the storyline writing, I guess. Uh, I have hopes for the third one. I've got hopes. But speaking of the storyline, uh, so again, some spoiler alerts. There shouldn't be too many spoilers because we all know another one is coming. Yeah. Uh, but this one does have a lot of like side plot character things going on because it's trying to show how those 1978 murders affected each person in that town individually. Right. And they all kind of like twine together into one murderous mob like thing eventually. Uh, but basically, this movie has like this really strong underlying theme of survivor's guilt. And just, like, trying to understand evil. Quick recap. This movie picks up exactly where the last one left off. Which is awesome. I love when movies do that. <laughs> I do, too. And it's... So, it's set in 2018. You see the boyfriend trying to get a hold of Allison. Because, remember, they had broken up at the party. Uh, Alice... I forgot about that, to be honest. <laughs> I totally forgotten about that when he was like... I fucked up with Allison. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And Shelby's like, dude, they broke up in the first one. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah, he was like making out with some other girl. I don't know. Also, props, that guy wears a skirt the entire movie. I don't know if you noticed, he never changed out of his, because they were Bonnie and Clyde at the Halloween party, but they had like, yeah, but it, it was, yeah. He never changes out of that skirt. Uh, I'm pretty sure he does. Nope. Uh, I checked, because he, he puts a sweatshirt on. But he's wearing the skirt the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. Props to him, man. Not everybody can pull off a skirt that long. I don't even do that. I personally wouldn't choose to chase after a murderer in a skirt, but that is neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, so he it opens with him finding the Sheriff Hawkins, who had been stabbed by the doctor, 
in the previous movie. Um, and I think mm-hmm. we had even mentioned, like, we wouldn't be surprised if he was still alive. Yeah. But I think we also included him in the graveyard. I think we did, but we were, like, questionable about, questionable about it just because we were like, well, he could be living. Like, we don't yeah. know he's dead for sure yet. Exactly, exactly. So we, we he's in the graveyard with an asterisk. <laughs> He um, has one of those little bells tied to his toe in case he moves, so exactly. you know you can uh, dig him up really quick because you buried him premature. <laughs> yes, and he rang the bell, so we had to dig him out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he's back and alive, and the three women, the three Strodes, I guess, are in a truck, and Myers was burning in a house. That's where we left off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after it kind of shows that Hawkins is alive. It does like this flashback to 1978 where it shows Sheriff Hawkins, uh, who was like a fresh out of the deputy school, I guess, at the time when those murders happened. In the previous 2018 movie, they talk about how he was the reason Myers was still alive. And uh, it shows him like chasing Myers. Uh, There's this really unfortunate incident where he ends up shooting his partner in the neck while Myers is holding him as a shield mm-hmm. which I also found to be kind of a ridiculous scene because like why wouldn't you just not aim in his face I'm I don't know why yeah he no did I, that. I I felt that too but at the same time I was like well I'm just gonna pretend like it was made back in 1978 and that was a logical idea uh, yeah I don't know um, but he was also like fresh out of the schoolhouse so maybe it was just an experience Although, again, why would you aim at anyone's face? Anyways, uh, his partner dies. That's his survival guilt kind of a deal is he Mm -hmm. killed his partner. His sheriff at that time covers it up and says, look, it could have happened to anyone. We'll just blame it on Myers. And then they were going to just straight execute Myers in the front lawn. Uh, The whole group of police officers with Loomis and mm-hmm. Hawkins runs up and is like no and they save him and that's how he is living and then it goes back to the three women who are in the back of a truck I assume driving to the hospital Lori yeah. is bleeding out and all she can say is thank god he's dead he's burning alive he's in hell Allison's like, shut up, save your energy. Or not Allison. <laughs> uh, Karen, you're right, the daughter. They get to the hospital. She goes through this like extreme surgery. And again, she's like, after that surgery, later it shows her just like rolling around. She's got her hands on her stomach. I'm like, half of your stomach is like cut open. Just chill. Yeah. Again, neither here nor there. Tiny detail bothered me throughout the whole movie. Then it goes to firefighters and they show up at the compound because again, there's this huge fire raging. My question, I don't know. I didn't look this up. I'm wondering if Lori Strode had stayed there. Could she tell them like not to burn, not to stop the fire? Like if you're probably if it's far away from other fixtures or, like, other houses, maybe, uh, depending on, like, the plot of land. Yeah, like, is it a person-dependent? Because I know, like, as an EMT, if someone is choking, um, if they say, no, don't save me, you technically cannot 
save them until they're passed out. There's like little loopholes once they're passed out. But yeah, I'm wondering if it's like if a house is burning and it's not damaging anyone or there's it's not a safety hazard to anybody else, can you just be like, no, let it burn? <laughs> so if you're a fire a fighter of some kind and you know the answer to that, I'd love to know. Yeah, please tell us the little knowledge that we can gain from this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, no one warns the firefighters that Michael Myers is in the basement and they all die. Yeah, dude, homeboy comes out just rocking. <laughs> Another thing about that part. So they know nothing about what or who is going on in there. And Michael Myers walks out with the fancy firefighter tool that looks like an axe, but it's like not. Right. It's meant to get through like walls and things. And all he does is take like two steps out of the house and every single firefighter instantly looks like they're about to throw hands. Some guy just has one of those saws. It's like a wood saw that's supposed to like cut through like the things that they need or whatever. And he like grips it like he's going to do something about it and then has no idea how to use it clearly when it comes to his time. Well, my thing is firefighters are trained to be paramedics first and this guy walked out nobody said anything no one said hey man are you okay he literally just walked out and they were all instantly like i need to murder this guy and then they all fail epically and the guy's like shooting him with a hose which those things are there would be so much more pressure coming out of that fucking hose that looks like a weak hose and he doesn't even bother to like aim it at his face like if you're truly terrified aim it at his face or his dick i don't know that probably hurt (laughs) I would think so. But, yeah. I didn't like that scene. No, that's that's understandable. The only thing I could think of is, like, yes, Michael Myers is a town legend. Everybody knows about it. So maybe they're like, holy shit, they've heard that Michael Myers is everywhere. And then all of a sudden they see his mask and they're like, this motherfucker. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Let's either. be honest. I don't uh, know. In the real world, there was, I saw, I didn't read into it a whole lot, but Somebody did try and start a petition to have that scene removed. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Because they didn't feel like it was right that firefighters were dying. Uh, And I think it's because in the real world, there's those California fires and everything going on. um, So people are, like, awfully sensitive about it currently. But also, like, he has already slaughtered through this franchise three like whole precincts of yeah i know don't be surprised (laughs) so so the cops are super shitty too it's fine (laughs) it's it's not out of character for him to have murdered anyone in his way yeah especially first responders clearly oh yeah and emts like he's oh yeah yeah no one's he's safe. gone through them all except for some let's yeah. he's been through a hospital guys come on yeah a couple of babies maybe have lived but that's about it <laughs> and so uh, yeah so once uh once michael gets done with all of the the lovely firefighters and making his little um art pieces he they give him a lot of character with his kills in this one i think and they like i feel like there's a lot of like little art placements here and there with his character of this year or this this time specifically this one because uh, as we've said he always gets an opportunity to create what you called like his house of horrors yeah and in this one though you do get more 
personality with the way that he moves than in the previous ones. He also, like, places and poses the body and stuff like that sometimes in certain kills. So I mean, he's done that in every movie. But right. In this one, while he's killing, I think it's because they show it more. Uh, but while he's killing, he, like, tilts his head. Like, you get a little bit of character. Like, with Jeepers Creepers, we were like, he has no lines, but he's got so yeah. much character. They do yeah. that more in this one, which is different than other ones. So, after the fire scene, <laughs> Lori, uh, Lori gets surgery, survives, and ends up in a room with Hawkins where she talks about some weird one-time love uh, twist with the two shared in an odd time and they both liked each other at one point because that's what you have to talk about when you almost die, right? It was really randomly placed and I have no idea what the point of that scene was. Uh, it's okay. Um, but Lori feels guilty and personally responsible for Myers and like and his murder sprees because she can't do anything about it. But he's also some fucking entity who just can't survive. Um, she spent her whole life like in like her whole entire life thinking Myers is personally after her and has like drilled the same ideas into her daughter. And she's almost disappointed when she finds out that the doctor drove to like drove Michael to his house or to her house. And like he wasn't just directly after her. Yeah, because, like, for the first half of the movie, it's just her and Karen being like, she's after, or he's after my mom, he's after my mom, he's coming to get he's me. He's coming here, yeah. And that's all they say, and then Sheriff Hawkins is like, yeah, he didn't want to go to your house, the doctor drove him there, and she's like, oh, this Great. isn't about <laughs> me. <laughs> but again, no. it's just, like, another survivor guilt thing, all of her friends got murdered, she internalized that and thinks wow it's all because of me although it had as we've said it had nothing to do with her even in the 1978 version we were like it's because she just happened to be the one who dropped off the key so yeah so in reality if you you haven't gotten to this conclusion yet they build the whole idea that Myers his main motivation is just to return back to his home he just wants to go back to his home where he can stare out of his sister's window for some odd reason because that's what he always did apparently that was like the big thing and they they hint on this a lot where he was just always standing in his sister sister's window staring out they explain some of the killings that happen as people are just like disrupting the social or the special time that he has of thought at that moment i don't know like he's always i don't know i don't know how to explain this i honestly couldn't tell you why they felt like putting him in front of a window staring out explained all of it but they just try and drill into you that he has this special connection with that particular spot. That's why he killed his sister, Judith, the police officer that got shot in the neck in 1978, was standing in that spot when Myers grabbed him. That's why he died. There's people in this one who get murdered. Lori Strode gets targeted because she came to the house to drop off that key in 78. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to like really push that he really has no real motivation. He Uh, just wants to be at home in his one spot. It's just unfortunate coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little weird, but. And then while all of that is happening with the firefighters and Laurie Strode, the survivors of the original 1978 killing spree are at a bar called Mix Bar, where apparently they go every Halloween as a celebration of surviving. And they just get drunk and rowdy. Uh, So this Motley crew includes Marion, the nurse who drove Loomis to the hospital and gets attacked in the car. 
mm-hmm. as we said earlier, apparently she did not die. <laughs> Tommy Doyle. Of course. A guy named Lonnie Elam, who we said is Cameron, the boyfriend's father. And Katie already talked about where he stands in the 78 version. The way that they connect him with Cameron was really cool, though. Because, like, I wasn't expecting that at all. And then all of a sudden he calls his dad. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think in this 2018 version if they mention anything about that connection. Or if they even say his last name. I don't believe they do. To make that. I didn't catch it personally. So it would be interesting to look back and watch and see if they did. Yeah. Uh, But his whole thing is, uh, I guess that he, it's not necessarily like a survivor's guilt thing, more just that he feels, I don't know, I don't know. But the actor, I couldn't tell you, the actor did come around in a article done by somebody and say that his character's motivation is that, as Katie said, as a child, he was dared to go touch the door. He told people he did and that he was big and brave but in actuality he chickened out and so like his masculinity has been threatened his whole life i guess (laughs) um (laughs) that's what he said yeah and then again there's lindsay wallace wonderful little lindsay wallace and she still looks just like i mean like she looks great for her age and everything but like she still looks you could tell she's exactly that little girl from the fucking first one yeah, she's she's Lindsay Wallace. Yeah, man. Uh, but while they're at the pub, they hear the news of Michael Myers having escaped the bus, uh, the thing with the fire going on, and Michael just so happens to have sprinted, I guess, from the compound <laughs> and ended up at that bar and just so happened to pick the car of someone that was hanging out with that crew to hide in. And... At this point, Tommy decides to get a mob of townspeople organized into this big old hunting party, which, as we've seen in other Halloween movies, never turns out well. And then he decides that his weapon of choice for this big hunt is going to be a bat, like a baseball bat. Of and all like, it's, it's like an old school, like it's been hanging on the bar wall since he was like a child kind of bat. So, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> Like, if I'm going against an unkillable thing, I'm not going to pick a bat. Right. And then more murdering happens, and they all end up at the hospital where uh, Laurie Strode is being treated, along with all the other random victims of the evening. And a poor, innocent, like, escaped inmate who just so happened to be on that bus that gets crashed uh, from Smith Grove goes to the hospital because he's injured and this mob gets all fired up and is like it's michael myers and the poor guy gets so scared he ends up killing himself Um, that that part broke my heart to be honest like that was so i was so sad it's and i i go ahead it's it's i just all right you go you go (laughs) (laughs) um it's Hey, I, every time I watch it, like, I have a hard time watching it because it makes me sad. And it's just like, you guys, he doesn't even look like he could be Michael Myers. Like, be, like, have some fucking common sense. He's not tall. 
he's hunched over and limping. He's not dressed up in any sort of fucking way. Like, this poor guy. I know, and he might have, like, if you think about it, he might have been one of those ones that was just, like, skipping down the street chasing butterflies that they talked about. And Yeah. But it's, it's a, like, a beautiful moment for talking about the dangers of a mob mentality, uh, which is, like, another underlying theme of this movie. And then it also leads them into this conversation of, like, yes, Michael Myers is evil, but no one in this town is innocent. Uh, the officer Hawkins murdered somebody and covered it up. Uh, they all instantly turn and cause this innocent man to murder himself. So they're all guilty. It's just more conversation on like, no one is innocent. Everybody's got blood on their hands kind of a thing. It's heartbreaking. It's really sad to watch. And but like Karen does everything she can, but like, and it's all like slow motion. Like it's a, beautifully done scene but i it's hate so it. It heartbreaking and again like you said it's kind of annoying because he doesn't look anything like them but again it's just the mob mentality yep um it's sad he it's really sad like he kind of reminds me of the penguin it like batman like the batman's the penguin um because he's like he's hobbling he's hunched over he's a little bit he's he's shorter he's probably close to my height like to be honest and michael's supposed to be this tall man except the penguin is like actually evil and this man we have no idea i was talking about looks not like that also very um, gruesome they show you exactly how the body lands what yeah that jazz. Yep, yep they don't pull Thanks. any punches in this movie <laughs> no they show you everything how about on to happier notes? My two favorite characters in this entire fucking movie. <laughs> Little John and Big John. <laughs> Little John and Big John bought the Myers house and completely renovated it. And I love the way they colored it. They painted it. I they lo- It looks amazing. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's they, like and gothic kind of interior. Yeah. But these two are They kind of took the Myers story and almost like heightened it with the way that they decorated it decorated a little bit the room that big john is in it, like when you first see him when he's listening to that record is beautiful that like green oh mm, loved it uh these two are they're like the tiny comic relief that you get until they die uh, yeah but they're <laughs> First off, can I just say, if any fucking children tried to trick me the way that those children tried to trick them, I would have decked that little girl in the face that was laying on the fucking ground. There was not <laughs> a redeemable child in this movie. Every single one no. that we saw was an asshole. Yeah, like 100%. Now, I'm, I'm going to save that because there's, there's a throwback to the third, original third movie. Um, But, like... Dude, some girl comes knocking on your door telling you that her her friend ate her candy that she got at your house and it had a razor blade in it and she's choking on the ground and the fucking bitch pops up and scares me. I would have swung so fast. I would have called (laughs) 911. That too. But But it was all just for these kids to get in their house and get candy. Uh, I would knock a kid out, to be honest. Um, Yeah. But they just, The little story. Yeah. The little story that they do, they're like, like, do you know whose house this is? Do you know if you walk in here and how unwelcome you are? Like, I love that they did that. I thought that was wonderful. They were clearly the appropriate people to buy that house. Exactly. uh, The 
uh, so there is a part where they Myers shows up at the house because it's Myers' house, and that whole time they're like, "Little John, Big John," for like felt like forever, but I know half of this movie is people just yelling people's names. <laughs> um, yep, pretty much. Yep. Uh, but while like, Little and Big John are doing their thing, Allison mm-hmm. has decided to join her boyfriend and his father as part of the Tommy Doyle hunting party. And they, like, team together, and they do end up at the Myers house. Yeah. Not necessarily to their benefit, but yes. No. <laughs> uh, Karen shows up at the house, like, right in the nick of time to save Allison. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I'm just saying, she had the prime opportunity to murder him, and instead she decides to, like, curb stomp him on the stairs and then lead him out of the house. Instead of just murdering him. Yeah, dude. I straight up would have just gone after him and killed him. Like, the minute she steps on his face, I was like, do it again! And again! No, I was like, why did you just throw your weapon to the side? She has, like, a pitchfork from the third... Is that the third movie? Fourth movie? Whatever one shows that... I think it's the fourth. Laurie Strode's daughter is a psychic. Uh, When they're in the barn with the kitten that... Yeah, I think it's the fourth one. He has, like, that hay bale pitchfork thing. So they kind of redo that throwback scene. Um, mm-hmm. But Karen stabs him. He's passed the fuck out or something. He does his little, like, I'm know, dead. Yeah. Just kidding. Possum playing <laughs> dead thing. Yeah. And she pulls it out of his back and then throws it to the side. And I was like, stab him in the neck. Hit him Throw in the it. Yeah, like, dude. Like, just put some fucking holes like he's a goddamn potato that you're about to bake. Like, exactly. are you kidding me? <laughs> And then shove his ass in the oven. I don't know. Do something. Yeah. And so she just curb stomps his face on the stairs and then takes off his mask and is like, come and get me. I didn't get it. Anyways, she leads him. Yeah, I felt that one too. Yeah. (laughs) She leads him into a circle of the mob party that Tommy Doyle has collected where they beat him up. And again, they fuck up and don't kill him. Spoiler alert, he kills everybody else. Yep. Magically gets his way past the entire police precinct that is at the Myers house and kills Mama Karen because she's standing in the spot of his She's She's window. standing in his spot. Yes. His in his window sister's spot. window. He's kind of like a cat. He's like, I want my window. Spot. Yeah, man. The sun rises here and I like it. Bilbo will fight for her spot. I'll tell you that. Bilbo will fight for her spot. So, And she's blind, so... Mm. And then that's the most frustratingly ending of that movie. There were like yeah. 15 opportunities in this movie where they could have just easily killed him and they didn't. Well, and like the dumbest thing is like Karen walks after after all of that and all of a sudden Michael kills everybody. Karen walks into his house, walks up the stairs and just stands in the spot rather than taking care of her daughter or being looked at by the own paramedics and yeah. Michael just a- is able to make it past all of them and kill her right in the same spot. I get that she was just, again, there's like this everyone wants to understand why Myers does what he does. So that's why she was standing in his spot. But if her daughter was she had like a broken leg or something like a femur. I think she broke her femur, which is a because yeah, she fell down the stairs. And you would think she would be by her side. Plus, dad is dead. Grandma's in the yeah. hospital. Why are you just... Yeah. 
Like, why the fuck are you walking back into that homeboy's house? Like, and wouldn't you think that the police would have it blocked off because, A, there's two dead bodies sitting by the stairs. There's yeah. one in the fucking attic, and there's one hanging off of the stairs, basically. His and head's poking out. Like, There's one, if not in Judith's room, because I can't remember where Big John or Little John gets stabbed in the chest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's those two. That's yeah. right. There's they a, die in the, the pretty room that I you're like. You're right. They didn't even bother to, like, rope it off. I don't know. Anywho, those are the things that bugged me about that movie. Flaws. Um, Little flaws. Big flaws that bothered me about that movie. But they're not... They don't bother me as much as the other movies because they make... Like, you can explain them away as just people being passionate and in the moment and they make mistakes because adrenaline and everything. Uh, But, like, the other movies, the plot lines were just stupid. This one, it's not that. So I give them that. (laughs) On the terms of being annoyed with certain things or not liking certain things, though. But I, um, I gotta say, I don't know what they did. Or maybe I'm super biased ever since I saw Rob Zombie's Michael Meyer or, like, his mask. I don't really like this mask. It looks different than the original. It looks like it's smirking and it's smiling. And it drives me fucking bonkers. Well, it got melted. Nope. I well, okay. I I know that. I know that part. But like, even before that, like, it looks like, it looks like the mouth is like creased up, like it's like it's smiling, and it just looks so different to me than what it's supposed to. I'm going to look at it right now. So ignore my clicking. Uh, I just need an image of his face straight on. Okay, I get what you mean. Okay, hold on. Let me look at an old one. It does look like it's like, because they even put like the creases of yeah the face in it. They took I think what they did was they, I even watched a thing where the FX guy was talking about it. They tried to stick to the original one, but they also added some of the other ideas where because in the later ones they're like we wanted his face to look more human, and so they did that a little bit, uh, and then of course like. We talked about it's melted and all the damage and stuff is there. But yeah, I get what you're saying. They even put the little indent above the lip. Yeah. Uh, it is it more, just... it's more human than the original. And maybe, maybe that's what drives me nuts uh, compared to it. Because like, I don't know. It, but that's it's also... just the one pet peeve that I have is that mask. I just, I, it looks like he's smirking and I don't enjoy that. That's <laughs> the one thing that like they really, I guess, strayed from john carpenter's ideals uh they made him look more More humanistic which maybe that's why i didn't catch that earlier but maybe that's why i'm like oh he looks like he has more character in this one because it does look like like, he's like kind of even in a little bit yeah and even when he did like even when they do the 1970 flashback where like he knocks the cop out of like his place in um in his sister's room um like, he put so much effort into, like, knocking that cop over when in, like, the original Halloweens, like, there wasn't that much, like, there wasn't a running head start that he ever did to anybody. Has he ever ran in one? No. <laughs> There's a funny, I watched a TikTok, I'm not, like, I've maybe seen five TikToks my whole life, but this one mm-hmm. TikTok I saw, it was, like, the parts of movies, you horror movies you don't see, and it was Michael Myers stalking somebody, oh. and it shows the person, like, running off, and Myers just walking, 
and then it's like on screen and it shows the girl running and Michael just walking and it shows off screen and Michael is like sprinting and diving over fences and and then it's like on screen and then it shows him walking again. It's great because that's what we talked about in one of the other ones too where we're like, how the fuck did he get all the way from there to the school while they were running? Like what is happening? Yeah. Uh, but now but like he's never run at somebody time. and knocked them over and like I kind of, that kind of drove me nuts if they were like, that they were doing the 1978 flashback and being like, this is from back then. But he had so much force that, like, he didn't necessarily have in the original. So. Uh, he was also more cornered in that instance than any other opportunity. So maybe it was just, like, that kind of a thing. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, mm, I don't know. Anyways, those are just my little pet peeves that I have. I like the movie all around for the most part. Like, it's very... It's, it's got great parts and it's got some weird fucking... Weird that parts that don't make sense. But to not keep droning on what you were just talking about, because I know you're trying to move on, but real quick, one of the other themes is that they are trying to show that he's not just this unkillable monster. He's a human. So all those little things that we just talked about that they added to him are part of showing that he's a human and he's not But it takes away from the original idea. So, but Graveyard. Okay. Lots of people died. A lot of people died in this fucking movie. (laughs) Uh, The only addition to the 1978 graveyard that this movie adds is, as we said, Hawkins' partner, who gets shot in the neck by Hawkins for some odd reason. So it wasn't even Michael's death. Hmm. Yeah. Or kill. Can't even blame him. I guess the first deaths that you really get in this one in Halloween Kills is the uh, the eleven firefighters that are slaughtered by Myers in uh, are at Lower East Road's burning compound. <laughs> yes. Um, we don't see five of the deaths, but we do see um, six of them, which include being bludgeoned with the uh, Halligan's bar, oh, which that's... is that cool yeah. axe thingy thingy that fancy tool. Um, you just see the second firefighter get killed. I think he also gets hit by the Halligan bar, but I could be wrong. Probably. He a lot. He kills most of them with Hall- the Halligan bar. Fire, uh, fireman, firefighter three is stabbed through the eye with the Halligan bar. Uh, number four is stabbed through the other eye. So they're both stabbed in the eye with the Halligan bar. Um, firefighter five gets impaled by the Halligan bar, and then firefighter six. This is the one that kind of drove me out. Homeboy gets sliced in the chest with that uh, circular saw. It's not a great weapon to have to begin with. Uh, no. But like the way it's like turned upon him and everything, I <laughs> I do feel like blood squirted a little too early on that because like the saw still had to go through like his helmet and his like clothes for a minute before anything. But all you see is like soon as it look, like remotely looks like it's touching, it could be touching him, it's just blood. <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention to it. So, again, I've watched this movie a couple of different times. I'm trying to that's look for those idea. little bits and pieces. And so that's one thing that I was just like, that seems off. Kind of like in, what is it, the sixth one, where he, like, stabs her in the chest and you can see the rubber blade, like, bending. Bend, yeah. The more you watch them, the more you notice those things. Yeah, exactly. Um... Then, after all the firefighters are killed, 
Um, you get Phil, who is the random old man who gets pale- impaled by the neck with glass and then stabbed multiple times uh, in the back with kitchen knives. Like, that was probably the most artistic thing I've seen Michael Myers ever do is he lays this guy over a fucking counter and just takes all of his knives off of his magnetized knife holder and just stabs him into his back. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the most artistic thing. It's just, it's the on the only on-screen time that we yeah, see. Yeah, I guess, all the yeah, other that's true. he poses them off-screen. Um, this man is probably one of the only smart people that was like, there's a really tall guy in our bathroom. Tries to like lock him in the bathroom. Be like, call the fucking cops. Yeah, this he couple cracked it. me up. It was like such a weird little scene. My favorite was her flying that fucking little drone she and doing like that little aerial flip. <laughs> so happy to be flying the drone. So we're talking about Sandra, by the way, who is the random woman flying the drone. And she gets stabbed in the neck with a light fixture, like a, a light bulb, one of those long okay. light bulbs. This is the kill that bothered me the most out of this whole movie. Because she, like, goes through all this effort to unlock the door. Which has, like, seven locks on it, by the way. She has a knife. And then she watches Michael slowly walk over, pull down this, like, fluorescent light bulb, break it, and walk up and stab him in the neck. And she just stands there the whole time. Yeah. I do. I will say it is. it was cool to see that death because like i liked watching the bolt <laughs> this is sound so gross i liked watching the bulb f- like fill with the blood from her neck <laughs> it's really i cool thought that was pretty fucking that. like cool like yeah. that was well done i was like all right all right i see that you're good it's that it's was, a that was nice. really cool death to watch it's just yeah. frustrating because yeah like, you literally bitch you could have done something there. come on <laughs> but uh again not everyone i guess reacts the way that we do on our couches watching them do it but still it was a cool death like you said yeah so the next death you get is dennis who is dressed up as the skeleton trick-or-treater and he is killed off screen now one thing i want to mention about this is the skeleton the pumpkin and the witch have you seen halloween 3 izzy that's the anthology one right that is the the um, the witch one yeah i have not i know the premise of it okay but i have not watched it yet this is the one big throwback that only incorporates number three for any sort of reason at all these are the exact masks from the movie from number three so number three is based off of these this these three masks basically and it it circles around all of this and so they play tribute to that in this movie and i thought that was very cute and well done because the minute i saw the first mask because it's all the three kids that do this whole trickster thing on the johns too it's those shitheads um i think that's why they did it to that kid because they make you hate that kid instantly and so you're like less heartbroken if he dies i think he's like one of three kids maybe in this whole franchise that gets killed yeah yeah um but I just thought that was a really wonderful little tribute to throw back to Halloween 3 that not a lot of people have seen. Um, and it was just a nice little, like, Easter egg that all of us little fucking weird fanatic fans who have seen everything multiple times can pick out. <laughs> so that was cool. Love the little shout out for that. But back to the graveyard. Um, after Mr. Skeleton... Skeleton yeah skeleton dennis gets killed you get marion the original nurse unfortunately this is where marion uh marion chambers uh gets killed she was the one that was attacked in the car back in 1978 who survived all these 40 years um she gets stabbed in the chest like four times or something like that 
they were they were a little dumb when it came to being in that car but anyways yeah. uh so all of these all these people are trapped in the car next to the playground that are trying to save something and michael climbs on top of their car but the male nurse marcus is attacked in the car and stabbed in the eye which was a gnarly scene to watch <laughs> they have two guns between the three of them and not a single person thinks to shoot up where yeah he is yeah because a bullet will go through a car as we've all heard the news and stories like we know this um vanessa the doctor uh she unfortunately has one of the guns but shoots herself because my myers triggers it that way she's fucking dumb this is my say. favorite death because <laughs> <laughs> it is just the most ridiculous because she's firing this gun and walking towards the car and she's missing and myers is in the car and he opens the door and it hits the end of the pistol and she's not holding it properly, so it flips around and shoots herself in the face. <laughs> yeah. It is so ridiculous. It, it really is, but it was so funny. And Myers, was... I feel like, like I could just picture Myers' face underneath being like, well, fuck. He's like, oh. I, oh, I imagine okay. being like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess cool, that's that done. works. Like, <laughs> I guess. He just wanders off. He's like, well, that was easy. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> It's like achie- achievement unlocked. Dumbass yeah. doesn't know how to hold, how to hold a gun. Exactly. <laughs> I've been playing too many video games. Back for Blood is out, and I fucking balls deep in that. Um. Yes, I can understand why that is your favorite fucking death. Because so I would ridiculous. agree. It's so funny. Um. Then you get Big John's death. Who? This was rough to watch. He got stabbed in the armpit. Which I can't imagine what would that would feel like. Like, fuck that. <laughs> Can I just say? Um, and then he gets his eyes jellied out. So it's kind of like a tribute back to the old one. Where he uh, grabs uh, Big John's head and puts his thumbs into his eyes. They do quite a few, like, murder or, I don't know, death scene tributes. Yeah, like little throwbacks. Whether they did it intentionally or not, that's what we're going I would for. hope they were intentional, but you never know. Um, little John is then stabbed in the chest and those two die together, leaning on each other. And I really hope somebody understands my reference of him being Stuart. Cause there is literally a me, uh, there's a meme out there of him dressed up as Stuart and he's, his foot's out extended because that's what he did. And he, go, and, he and it says, don't, <laughs> and then Michael Myers is standing by his foot. It's the funniest shit is you should just type in mad TV Stuart. And just, like, watch some of the little, like, just little clips. It's so oh, dumb. Is he the one who's, like, an adult baby, kind of? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, let me do it. Oh, Don't. I thought that and was then like his mom's like, Stuart. Okay. I know what Stuart. we're talking about. Yeah. I get it. That shit. <laughs> That's, the That's him. only thing from that show that I will ever know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's that's him. That gotcha. was. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's super so funny. Cheeks. That's like why, literally. Oh, that makes so much sense. Cause I was when I first saw him, I was like, why am I picturing this guy with eyeliner on? Yes, exactly. And I went through his uh, movie list and I was like, man, like I've seen these movies, but that's not what he looks like. Like, why am I putting him in eyeliner? Now yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. So Thank you for that, fixing that for me. I got you. I got you, babe. It's, <laughs> I literally in the middle, so we're watching this at home with my friend Shelby, and in the middle of it, the minute I see Michael McDonald, I was like, 
let me do it. Because I constantly make that joke to this day because I think it's hilarious. And everybody busted up laughing. And it was a wonderful moment. Um, sadly, after Little John's death, this is when you get the very tragic, very sad um, Smith Grove escapee's death where he jumps out of a window at the hospital. And they show every bit of it, basically. Uh, then Lonnie Elam dies. He's, uh, he's stuffed in an attic off screen, off the screen. And all you see is his head poking out when his son goes looking for him. And that ha- like his the... head and his feet. Like he's like, yeah, like he's bent in half almost. Yeah, it's really awkward. I think of, uh, Freddy vs. Jason when he snaps a guy in half in the bed, but backwards. Do you know, do you, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> Watch that. It's my favorite. It's the only thing I can stand Jason in, to be honest. Um, then uh boyfriend Cameron Lonnie's son he is killed in the uh, by the stair well he's killed by Michael using the stair railing and he gets his um neck broken which this is kind of sad This is like a really dramatic slow death in this movie. It, it's it, it's also because Allison is watching the entire thing so they do slow it down a little to get her reaction and stuff but like it's well, yeah. Myers is like staring at her just like slamming his head up and down and she's like, like look what I can Cameron, do <laughs> Cameron, Cameron. That's yeah because that's all you can do is just yell their name I guess she did have a broken leg that's pretty rough but yeah um, I mean she wasn't going anywhere yeah so then you get everybody in the mob who gets killed because they're all trying to beat Myers up. Who First off, it's Lee Brackett who gets his slo- throat slashed. Um, mob m- m- member number one that you don't really know the name of. Uh, he gets stabbed in the throat. Member number two gets his throat slashed. There's a lot of throat slashing here because that's all he did. He's like He basically spun in a circle with his knife out and was like, do, 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 do. Yeah, so mob number one through five basically i got slashed yeah tommy doyle yeah tommy doyle gets stabbed in the chest and is bludgeoned with the bat that he was trying to use to kill myers with like a dumbass and then this is where karen uh gets killed in the window up uh, in his sister's room and she gets stabbed like nine times like i think it's the same exact amount as he stabbed his sister yeah he gets stabbed nine times in the chest which is the exact same way that she got stabbed in the original 1978 version. Mm-hmm. Although in the 2018 version, they talk about how he stabbed her like in the shoulder and the neck first, but that's not canon. So yeah, they went um, back <laughs> and fixed it. This this is kind of like a it, it's an obviously it's supposed to be cut. Ooh, sorry. Kind of an ironic scene because when she takes Meyer's mask in the first place, when she like stabs him with the pitchfork, she's like. Look, I'm just like your sister. I'm a, I'm a vulnerable woman or something like that. <laughs> well, and she did that in the 2018 version too, when she's at the bottom of the stairs. She's like, "Help me! I'm useless!" And then he pops up, and she's like, "Oh, gotcha, fucker!" and shoots him or something. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. But that's her her spiel, I guess. Um. In Scary Movie One, there's a part where the Buffy character she's like is this the part where I'm supposed to break my leg <laughs> that's it's the second Karen started running Tyler quoted that and I was like perfect yep that's it oh yeah prime no I would I, I kind of did the same thing so I feel that I'm glad Tyler said that I'm I appreciate that Tyler you're awesome I mean I think of that in almost every movie where a female starts running off I know anytime <laughs> they run 
oh, is this where I'm supposed to break my leg? She fucking twists her leg and snaps the bone out of her ankle. I'm like, ah. And then every time <laughs> another thing Tyler said that was funny. So I've talked about it before, but I get real annoyed when the only thing female characters in movies do is jump on the guy's back. And mm-hmm. when Sandra, the lady who gets stabbed in the neck, is just standing there, I was like, why did she just stand there? And Tyler's like, well, obviously he was facing her. His back wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> it made me giggle. Beautiful. Nice little comments. I wish I was there to, to, to <laughs> laugh at them with you. Uh, the This Halloween holds the record body count of all Halloween films. There, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> there are roughly 30 that get killed, and 25 of them are killed by Myers himself, uh, whether on screen or implied, which sets a new record for the franchise in terms of total dead bodies in Myers' victims. According- that is a lot of dead bodies. According to comicbook.com, this minimum of 25 victims in Halloween Kills exceeds the body count of any other slasher's total from an individual film in mainstream horror. I didn't verify this because I obviously haven't watched that many horror films, but I can't argue it. Uh, Jason Voorhees' highest body count in one movie is 21 in Jason X. Jigsaw's is 22 in Saw 3D. Chucky's is 15 in Seed of Chucky. Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> the only other character that exceeds this one, this in one single film, is Adam Green's Victory Crowley in the movie Hatchet 3. Yeah, Hatchet is a very interesting um, series. I'm very sh- fucking weird. I'm sure that someone could argue some sort of mass murdery type thing, uh, but I can't personally argue what comicbook.com said, <laughs> so... Seems legit. (laughs) Prove us wrong. That's all we ask. Prove us wrong in a nice manner and we will accept it. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe like a zombie mass murder movie. But I think they were aiming for specifically like a slasher film. But Yeah. And Hmm. yeah, that was kind of a cool fact. I don't know if they, they were like, how many people can we kill to get this record? Uh, That would be kind of cool if they did it intentionally. I'm sure they didn't, but... Uh, There is a fun little Chucky and Michael Myers promo that appeared on TV. So I guess Chucky has its own sci-fi original Uh, series. You bet your ass I'm going to be fucking watching that. It came out (laughs) October 12th. From the person that owned a Chucky doll when they were a child. Of course I'm going to fucking watch that shit. I've only seen one Chucky movie, so I can't really... You haven't seen the new ones? I've seen one Chucky movie, as I said. One Chucky movie. Don't worry, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Yeah, we will. They're good. We'll get them. They're fun. (laughs) Uh, So during, I guess, the original, or the uh, first Chucky airing TV series episode, whatever I am trying to fucking say, uh, there's a commercial where... They did a cool moment where Chucky and Michael Myers are in a commercial together. And Chucky cackles as he's like carving up an unseen object with his signature steak knife. And then suddenly Michael Myers appears. And then they both like stabbed a pumpkin. And it was meant to be like a dual advertisement for Halloween Kills and Chucky. But I guess people are like super fucking excited because they are like, yeah, let's now, see. Now they think they're like crossover. combined. Yeah, they oh. want a crossover. No, 
I would never want to cross over with those two. I'm not I, sure. They're perfect in their own ways. Is Blumhouse doing Chucky? Or, like, where's the crossover between those two where they promoted them together? Do you know? You know, let me search that. I don't know if Blumhouse is a part of this or not. While she's looking that up, I'm going to talk about an alternate ending. Uh, so... David Gordon Green has announced that there is an alternate ending that will be released with the Blu-ray DVD version of Halloween Kills. Um, So as soon as that movie has been released, it will be promptly available online, illegally. And David Gordon Green has said about this ending in an article review thing. So we're going to do an extended version on the DVD just so people can see the extended ending that's different and cool, which I fucking hate. Like, don't do that. Just put the good one on the TV. (laughs) But I get it. He's trying to sell it. Uh, He said, we ended up lifting it when I became more confident of where we're going to pick up the next movie. So they did this movie, not really knowing exactly what was going to happen in movie three. Shakes my confidence a little bit, but I'm going to keep up hope. And he said, it didn't feel authentic to where we're going to go so we took it out halloween ends is supposed to take place four years into the future that puts it in present day 2022 when the movie comes out which means it will be pandemic influenced so i'm curious as to what they're going to say michael myers has been up to during the pandemic any answers i can't find anything right now who knows? We'll uh, keep looking, and if we find something, we'll let you all know. Yeah, as of right now, I don't see that Blumhouse is a part of it. There was rumors online of a leaked script for Halloween Ends, and it apparently shows Michael Myers dying while trying to bob for apples in his mask. Um, so is it a joke or not? We have the answer. One, I call bullshit because... Post-pandemic, no one is sticking their face in infectious water where tons of other gross mouths have been. So there's not going to be any bobbing for apples in 2022. No, I don't think so. Two, I read the ending. It's clearly a joke. (laughs) Uh, So the pages that I found were the very ending of this so-called leaked script. And it's supposed to be in Michael Myers' house. And it's a standoff between Lori and Michael Myers. And it goes on with... Laurie shooting him and him not doing anything and then all of a sudden he like turns and sees a barrel full of apples and he's like I'm gonna go bobbing for apples and he sticks his face in and he like very violently is like thrashing around trying to get an apple and then he like it even says in there like half-assedly throws an apple at Laurie who screams for her life (laughs) and then he like stands up or something and then sticks his face back into the bobbing apples and drowns himself and Lori I think stabs him in the back at some point and that's it and then she says it's over burning hell Michael so that's a silly thing you'll find if you google Halloween ends (laughs) and that's it to close this out in an interview with comicbook.com I think the interview was with Spencer Perry but I don't know for sure He asked Jason Blum what he believed is the Mount Rushmore of horror villains. And Jason Blum, who apparently was caught completely off guard with that question, although he should have been prepared, uh, the first thing he spits out is Katie from Paranormal Activity. And 
Jamie Lee Curtis, her face is like, you can see her like for a second. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me? And then he like stumbles over himself for like 10 seconds. And then he rephrases the question as the Mount Rushmore of Blumhouse. And of course, because he's doing an interview for this movie, he says, Jamie Lee Curtis. And again, Jamie, uh, I'm going to call her JLC because we're best friends. She doesn't know it yet, but we're best friends. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis like does like a little gay face. <laughs> um, and then he says, David Gordon Green. Uh, he goes on to say, Lee, I think it's Winnell, who is the director of Invisible Man, and James DeManico, who is the director and creator of The Purge World. Oddly enough, he did not include James Wan, who gave Blumhouse Sinister. Uh, but we're just big James Wan fans to begin with. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was like a really, it was a really awkward moment for that interview. <laughs> but if you were going to create a Mount Rushmore of horror villains... Not based off, like, your personal opinion of who were the best villains, because I know you hate Jason, but just a generic Mount Rushmore of horror villains. Who would you put? Ghostface, Michael, Freddy, and probably Chucky. Those are great choices. I didn't even think about Ghostface. Um, Let's remember, I have an obsession with that man. He is tattooed on my arm. I certainly approve. Uh, who would be your fifth face? If we're doing Iconics, it would probably end up being Jason, just because those are the most iconic slashers out there. Um, if I were to add my own rather than yes. do Jason, um, I would put Leatherface. Ooh, that's a good one, too. I can't... I, I love Leatherface. I, I think he's a... I can't wait till we can get to those ones because I love those movies. I can't disagree with anyone that you just listed. Maybe I'll try and like create this Mount Rushmore on. At least go. At least Ghostface will be the easiest to draw. <laughs> His will be really funny. Um, I'll probably just superimpose them and then edit it. Yeah, there you go. Photoshop. But, uh, yeah, those are good choices. If anyone disagrees, let us know. Tell us yours. Who are your Mount Rushmore of uh, of horror villains, of slashers? Like, who it's who would you put up there that I think that maybe I'm missing? And... 100% not Katie from Paranormal Activity. I find that really weird that that was yeah, his no, first that's... instinct. No, that's Could... fucking, that's terrible. First off, do you remember watching Paranormal Activity in my basement? That was hilarious. Secondly, um, no. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just that, no. It was weird. He, like, really fires that off, too. I thought that was, I don't know. Who knows? There's Anyways. there's so many out there. Like right, even even Jeepers Creepers. Like he's fucking up the, there. Come on. The fact he didn't just immediately say Michael Myers blows my mind. Because yeah, that too. You know, you just filmed the, the movie fucking he's movie. Promoting. Um, but yeah, you can tell he like instantly regrets it because he stumbles for a second. <laughs> but uh, again, in this interview, and this is how we'll close out this this episode. Jamie Lee Curtis got asked if Halloween Ends is intended to be the end of Halloween for her. And she said that she started this role at age 19 and never did she think they would do another one until September 7th, 2016 at 8.37 Pacific Standard Time, where she got an email saying, and I quote, Moonshot, Halloween, question mark, Carpenter doing score, is this a sandbox you want to be in, question mark. She says that she is currently 62 and we'll say goodbye to Halloween when she is dead. Oh, I love that answer. <laughs> she's 
she's such a badass. I love her so much. I, I want to be her best friend. She is so too. amazing. I want to like bake cookies with her and then eat them and just hang out. That's all I want to do. Yeah, man. I feel it. I feel that. I think she's so great. And that concludes Halloween Kills. So let us know if you liked it. I appreciate their effort. (laughs) That's like the nicest way to say it was okay. (laughs) I wasn't thrilled with the way they went about it. But a boot. I liked it more than all the other ones that we've seen. So there you go. Uh, there was no new dead animals in this one. Not a single nope. cat. They referenced the dead dog in 1978, but I'm not counting that because it, they were just referencing the original version. Right. He doesn't actively kill anybody, any animals. So that's nope. cool. Anywho. Uh, our raffle is still going. We, which is why you should go tell us who your uh, your yeah, horror you slasher um, Mount Rushmore Rush- would be. I forgot the name. <laughs> Mount Horror Hill. Mount Horror. Uh, Haunted Hill. There you go. Mount Haunted Hill. There you go. <laughs> tell us what your Mount Haunted Hill would be. We are going to post something else that will be in that raffle winning prize thing eventually and oh we decided our halloween episode release not only will include the winner of our raffle but also we are going to do what are we doing the thing what are we doing yes it's the thing we're gonna do the original though not the remake oh or do you want to do both we'll focus on the original and reference the remake Deal. Good deal. Good. Good plan. I like that idea. Good well. Good one. All right. Cool. 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 It's another John Carpenter movie, by the way. I did not know that. It's a listener request, so thank you, listener. You know who you are. You're on Mount. You're on my Mount Rushmore of listeners. <laughs> and if you want to get involved in our raffle, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at horror underscore cats underscore witch hats you can send us an email at horror cats and wait sorry (laughs) (laughs) try again (laughs) i was reading something i was like horror cats witch hats at gmail.com it's all one word right there for you (laughs) and that's it that's all i got Oh, quick little addition. So John Carpenter, yes, did the original thing, but it looks like Blumhouse did the remake or is doing a remake. He did the original damn thing. That's what you just said. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm doing the thing. The thing. (laughs) I cracked myself up. Oh, shit. Okay, so there is going to be a new development of the thing from 1982 and Blumhouse is on it. The Thing reboot and early development with Blumhouse John Carpenter. This was done in August. So listen to our newest episode in October to hear what it is. We'll have more information on that for you. And in the meantime, enjoy your spooky season. Happy Halloween horror time. Send us your uh, Halloween decorations. Let us know what you've got going on at your house or uh, what you're watching or things like that. I don't know. And uh, happy Dia de la Muertes and yeah. all those fun things. Wow.
go. It's like a haunted. It's like a haunted cat. <laughs> there is a opera that is called Two Cats Like Fighting in the Night or something. It is fantastic. There's a video where it's two young boys from like the famous choir singing it, and you should Google it. It is great. 